at FPP 86, July 15th, 2013. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hello. So, uh, talk a little bit real quick uh, at the smooth. When we is it, is there? Are you are you going to are you going to just jam it or you have something rehearsed? Well, we've got one song written, but uh, we're going to see what happens. And then you're just going to jam on some other go. stuff. I think so, yeah. Okay. Then we'll, we'll try and do two ballad songs. That would be great. Okay. That'd be a good yeah benchmark. Okay. Yep. We'll do the fire New York one, and we'll do uh, something else. That Mikey sure. and the boys yeah. gonna make some noise tonight. Hey, I want to welcome everyone to the show, Film Photography Podcast, the internet radio show for people who love to shoot film. On this show, yes, this is our summer show. What show? The last show before the big summer break. Yeah. So this is a big show. What show? We're gonna be talking about Minolta 600 Si. The Yashica FX70. Other topics to be announced. Minolta, ALF. ALF, check one, ALF. <laughs> and the Seagull 203, which Mark is trying to load right now. I got the whole gang here to my left. Rebecca Riley, hello. Darren Riley, hello. Leslie Lazenby, hello. John P. Fidelli, hello. Oh, hello. Dane Johnson, hello. How you doing? Mark Dalzell, hello. Also, how are you doing? And my name is Michael Rosso, Film Photography Podcast. This is our mid-year spectacular. We'll be right back. If all automatic SLR cameras look the same to you, look again. This is the Minolta XG1. So advanced, a mere touch brings the XG1 to life, showing you the automatic shutter speed setting. So automatic, it won't let you take an overexposed picture. Yet the XG1 is the most economical compact 35mm SLR Minolta makes. If you're as serious about photography as you are economy, this is the one. Just like I imagined it. Hey, we're back. Wow. That cut we just heard was from the Smooth Sailor. Oh, uh, that was awesome. Shindig. I love Shindig. Who's Nanny? Where uh, the Rileys, Leslie, myself, visited the Smooth Sailors, and three of the Smooth Sailors are usually here at the FPP. John, Dane, and Mark. Smooth Ahoy. Sailors. Ahoy. Arr. Guys are in the band, the Smooth Sailors, the Smooth, the smooth Sailors.com. Right. New album, Smooth of Chrome. Yep. Yep. Yes, sir. And you guys yes. were in the studio jamming for a, like, you know, a Pancho jam. That's yes. it. A Ballard jam. Yes. Pretty awesome. Very awesome. Yes. And then after this show. What show? We're going to be going to Mark's house for a big old barbecue. Woohoo! Incredible. Yes. Now, I noticed, Mark, in your email correspondence, you have uh, uppercased M E A T meat. You pronounce meat the exact same way I pronounce meat. Whenever someone's like, oh, what are you going to be, like you're at a restaurant, what are you going to be getting? And I always turn to them, I always very, like, meat. I always say it all caps. <laughs> In a really so dis- disturbing manner like that. And so do you. <laughs> As you look at their throat. Hannibal Why is that? <laughs> meat. Uh, I don't know, because it's meat. It's, it's so good. Okay, it's meat. <laughs> it's so, so good. Meat. Sorry, Fresh Becky. Fresh is so awesome. Now, we're going to be gone over the summer, but I do want folks to go to the archive, check out the older shows, to email us over the summer, yeah. uh, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com, and also 
shoot your summer projects so that in the fall we can come back and you can, you know, what I did on my summer vacation report. That'll be good. Yeah. Uh, yep. A good essay yep. contest. You send us some pictures Pitches. with a few paragraphs, and it's what I did on my summer vacation. What's a better way of putting it, Leslie? What I shot on my summer vacation. Well, thank you, Leslie. Who I shot on my <laughs> Yeah, right. Your hunting trip. What I shot on my summer vacation. Awesome. We're looking forward to that. (laughs) We're going to get right into it with some letters. I love hearing from folks. And here's Mark. He's proactively getting up to get a letter. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a lot of caffeine in Mrs. Brown? <laughs> Give her a mic. Did Becky have the hiccups? I, I don't know. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, dear. If it says or not. <laughs> We're all going to laugh I always think you can use more, but. Sorry. Oh, that's great. How many cans do you drink in a day? <laughs> all right. So I'm better to decide. That's you like yeah. You better slow down, Rasso. Good. Yeah. yeah. So, Darren, is this what you thought it would be? Yes and yes, no. Could yes, be bad no. or good. I don't care. No, I'm still your friend. It's great. It's good. <laughs> I'm not sure what I expected. What did you expect? Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh. It's, um, yeah, it's crazy. You always had an idea of, do you think it was, you thought it was going to be a little wacky, right? No, it is. This is wacky. Oh, okay, it is wacky. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't need to wear your tie because we're, it's not that formal. Yeah, the suit was wasted. But you like the alternative cinema podcast. I do, I love that podcast. You do? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I like the, the crazier, the better. Is that the same? I know that. I, a minute? Although I love photography. Yeah, you guys be quiet over there. Yeah. I'm yeah. not a big fan of talking about photography. Oh, you're not? So when you go off topic, I love all that side of it. You want to hear when we start talking about like some Sid Barrett gem that just got uncovered? Yeah, or just silly stories. I, I, photography for me is just go out and shoot and don't worry about details. And, and so mm-hmm. all the, uh, the stuff you need to learn, I sort of learned what I felt I needed to know and then try to forget it all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. You pick up tidbits from the show? Yeah, yeah, little little bits here and there, yeah. But yeah. you're saying you just most likely you like just like to hear us talk? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Especially you, Mike. We all love to hear you talk. Oh, thank you very <laughs> much. Well, it sounds voice. sadder when you say it that way, but yeah. Yeah. And what do you think of these new guys? Well, they're okay. You, what can you do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We came, we came all this way. They, he's got to let us, you know, he's got to, I know our mics aren't even, aren't even on usually, so it's fine, you know. Wait, this isn't a mic. This is a banana. Wait a second. <laughs> no, it's one of those new banana mics. Hey. Paul. Mark, you have a letter. I gave you 20 hey, minutes ago. Oh. a letter. <laughs> this letter's from Peter Sackett. How to pronounce your name? Sackett. Awesome. Didn't we read that? We did. We did. Uh, I think it's a different letter from the same gent, maybe. Oh, Perhaps right. it could be the same letter. Perhaps it is. The letter is okay. I guess I'm too dumb to listen to a few more podcasts before I ask you a question. I just learned from episode 77 that I can still buy film for my Minox B. Just not right now, according to the Blue Moon website. Any chance oh. of discussing the oh. Minolta Hymatic Nine? I've got one of those too, but the shutter isn't working. Thanks, Peter in Melbourne, Australia. Oh, oh, that's oh. Re- reread it before Peter. I guess the uh, what's the film called? Hit film? Or, no, 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 not no. Minox, <laughs> Minox, Hitman film. Can we just checked. Maybe it's showing up on it, the. It is. Yeah, there's several. So maybe sites. maybe it runs in batches. They might have just been out for a couple of days. Yeah. Sure or maybe when you go to check out, it says sorry, not available. Oh, something. that's a good idea. Let me hit purchase. Yeah, buy some. We'll and what about the Hymatic? His shutter's not working. How should he fix it, Mark? Yeah, Mark. Oh, yeah, Mark. Uh, that's yeah. That's one of those. Yeah. Get another one. So. 
eBay.com. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not 100% familiar with the Hymatic 9, but if that's one of the ones that has the, like, auto exposure like a lot of the Hymatics did, I actually have um, another camera that's sort of similar to it where, like, the aperture blades have actually... I, I believe what happened is the bluing has rubbed off on the blades and there's a, just a tiny spot of rust that's holding them. So the camera seems like it works fine, but the shutter won't actually open just because... Oh, and if you flood it with naphtha, it'll work for five minutes, but as soon as it dries out, it, it seizes up again and... So unfortunately, it's just not worth trying to dig into. And so, for tell them what the camera was. That one, uh, actually, that camera is a, a Yashica Half Seventeen, which is a really cool camera. One point seven half mm. half frame, one point seven. Whoa! It's such a cool camera, but yeah. unfortunately, it's just shot. And and I've seen other ones that are similar to that that have that, uh, that sort of auto exposure type setting, like the Hymatics do. I've got a Hymatic ALF in front of me. Hi. That I'm using that has a similar problem too. Hi, Matic. Hey guys, I just got a message before that. Matt Marash is going to stop by. Oh, he's, is that right? He's on the road doing workshops. Oh, great! And, whoa! Hey! Hey! Speak hey. of the devil! Hey! What's going on, guys? Hey, take a seat. Wow! Perfect I timing. Thank, man. I appreciate you calling. Matt took some time out. He was on the rickety road on his way to a workshop, mm-hmm. and he's here to fill us in of what's going on with workshops. And then I'm going to, you know, hound him with some questions like, "Why take a workshop?" Yeah. That's so, a good question, Mike. How was re- First of all, how was your trip? Yeah, always, always a great one. You know, I'm just, I just summertime. I'm out on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. Just five, six you, hours. You love eight, driving, nine hours, don't you? Um, when I'm into it, you know, like yeah. And now it's it's just sunny, bright. Stop oh. it. Sheets, sheets, of course. Oh, best place. To, so sheets is like this <laughs> this Midwest sheets? chain of gas stations. Oh. You can. Just like get all the things, it's like a, there's pizza. a fa- there's a fast food restaurant there. They make you pizza, they make you whatever you want. Wow. They have custom milk. Most people choose the bathroom. Coffee shop and there. Candy? Surprise there. Like, of candy course in there. they jars? Of course they have. no. They don't have not in the jars, but just they have in bag candy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Give us an update. What's going on with you? Your your website. What are w- workshops that you're involved with? What can you turn our listeners on to? Sure. Um, well, you know, as you know, I've been shooting the X-ray film for about two years now. Really getting proficient in that. Finding little little projects here and there that work well with it and uh on my way back home i'm going to get the darkroom clean get it ready i'm doing an x-ray film workshop just an introduction to x-ray film also going to be offering one in the fall and uh there's a bunch of local folks that want to get into shooting with x-ray film because as you know it's like the budget intro to large format you can load it under the safe light develop it Developed by inspection, really figure out what you're doing, kind of hone your craft, and then waste five, six bucks a sheet on film. Mm-hmm. John, developed by inspection means you could watch it in the tray as it develops oh, no with a red light on. Ah, so like they do in the movies. Yeah, <laughs> Exa- yeah exactly. Right? It's like an SSI. Right. Like an SSI. So right. it's, it's just a very uh, neat process. It, there's, there's some quirks to it, and that's why I always suggest, you know, if you, if you don't know what you're doing, just watch somebody else that's been making the, you know, egregious errors for long enough, and that's what makes a workshop worth it. So yeah. uh, for any process that you're unfamiliar with, the reason you would want to go to a workshop or pay, you know, pay somebody else to show you what to do with it, it isn't just because um, you know, it's like the in-person version of a YouTube video you could watch. It's because there's a lot of hands-on experience that's required there's a lot of these small uh quirks mistakes that can be made Ooh. and basically what you're what you're paying for when you pay for workshop is that person's knowledge the the amount you know what they've gained over years and years of doing a certain process or just hours and hours in the dark room lear- learning this works that doesn't work and just the ins and outs of it and you're you're paying f- so that you can go right back and start doing it and right. not make those mistakes and not waste a bunch of time money and effort and that's that's why a workshop's always a really good idea it's nice to have a professional standing over your shoulder 
older or someone who's proficient in the process you're working on. Exactly. And make your mistakes. So right away off the bat, you can get that. Get those, uh, yeah, get those out of the way, of and way. you'll be more confident when you go home to your own dark room that you're familiar with, and you have all the tools and the knowledge to really hit the ground running yeah. with the process. So I offer uh, the X-ray film because I feel I'm at a point I've burned nearly a thousand sheets of X-ray film. Wow! Yikes. You know, through, through my That's camera, a lot of sheets. Yeah, yeah. a lot of wasted ones Holy in there. Holy sheet! But <laughs> you know, there's a lot of learning that's gone on, and you can make it a very, very nice looking uh, film for everyday shooting, and so. I offer that to folks. Uh, we've got one coming up in the fall. I always offer, on top of that, a one-on-one darkroom workshops. So this is, this is more for like uh, getting started in the in the black and white darkroom. A lot of people want to start developing their own black and white at home. John, you know, yes, interested in that. Uh, printing. There's a lot of interest in printing lately. Uh, make uh, so we do simple things like make contact sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, go over the anatomy of the enlarger, enlarge a couple images, and do some finished prints. It differences between RC paper and fiber paper. So mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff is just, you know, you're paying for facilities, uh, hands-on use, all the chemicals are there, the um, the equipment's there. All you have to do is go in, shoot, and you come out with, a bo- you know, not a body of work, but uh, enough work that you're confident to go home and continue the same thing. Right. So a lot of learning goes on there. The one-on-one workshops are just kind of like a, like a little hourly thing. You, we, you set that up ahead of time. So if you go to my... Uh, my website, mattmirage.com. Um, there's a little workshops tab, and it, it just pulls down with all the things I offer. But if you're ever in the Midwest, um, you know, pay, pay a visit. We always get our chemistry and supplies from Leslie down at Imagine That. Mm. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that. We, we always make it a good time. <clears throat> but if someone does not live in the Midwest, your workshops, I'm guessing, are reasonable enough that people could travel. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, I have had people travel as far as New England to... Right. To come and you know oh. learn the different processes. So, or if someone wants to come from a faraway land to spend oh. time in Finlay. Oh wow! Globally sure. speaking, why should someone take a workshop? Uh, not and not just me, but you should take a workshop because you um, you not just because you may look up to that photographer. You kind of need to respect their work, respect you know their their expertise in a certain area. You see them as someone that you could learn something from um you have to kind of know if they're a good teacher because if they're not you know they're not someone you can learn from yeah it, it might not be worth it they might be an excellent photographer there are there are photographers there are teachers uh, they're they're not uh they're not right. the same <clears throat> most of the time wow people was... could write to you at matt at is it matt at film photography project.com yeah it's matt, matt at, at matt at film photography project.com one t one t uh you can also go to, uh my my regular email matt dot right. at gmail dot com, um, or you can just go to the website mattmarash dot com. It's M A T M M A R R A S H. Correct. Ooh, we got it right. Yeah, I'm so one proud. T and Matt. People will be like the Google will be you know eluding them like what? Well, no. If yeah. you type if you type Matt with one T, two Ts, and any com from any way you could spell my last name, I still come up to the top because it's a very mm-hmm. Very few people have the name. The Google. Matt, and you, you, you want to stick around? No, I got to hit the road, guys. got to hit the road. Big plug for Matt uh, before he goes. Matt is a good guy to work with. Because like, not everyone, as you mentioned, not everyone yeah. can teach. <laughs> not everyone has a disposition, and not everyone has the passion. So the idea of coming to Finlay, Ohio, and having Matt instruct you, whatever it may be, because if people wanted to shoot large format, they could email you and set up their own personalized mm-hmm. Like whatever their subject matter is. Exactly. That's why Doesn't I offer have to be X-ray. Film. That's why I offer the one-on-one workshops, and it it works around your schedule because I work around your schedule. Right. And if you only have three four hours to commit, you know we're not going to get we're not going to get all the things done, but we can get a few key things done. We, you can bring your camera, you ha- bring your questions, bring everything, and we'll 
we'll work you through it. Right. All right. Cool. Well, very good. I wish you could stay, Matt. Yeah. I wish I could too. I, on I, your way out, can you ask that rowdy crew out in the uh, green room area to come back in? I certainly will. All right. Well, I'll Thanks, see you Matt. guys. All right, Matt. Good to see you. Canon is proud to be the official 35mm camera of the 1984 Olympics. Like gold medalist Jennifer Chandler, it takes precision to perform at this level. Here, the Canon AE-1 program performs, capturing Chandler's high-diving artistry through Canon's high technology. And it's so simple, you flip for it. Canon's AE-1 program, so advanced... It's simple. Enter the Canon Olympic Go for Gold contest. You could win this exciting 84 Pontiac Trans Am. Who would like to read a letter? Oh, me, me, me? Oh, that's a long one. Good catch. And it comes from Kuala Lumpur, so you got to get oh. that excellent. Hello, my name is... Uh, it's from Dan Neal. It says, Dear FPP, just received confirmation that my plastic, fantastic debonair was shipped. Please thank your staff for their speedy service. I just discovered your podcast from the purchase of my iPad. From the purchase of my iPad. I was starting to feel like the last uninfected person in the world of digital zombies. <laughs> I shot black and white mostly with the Mamiya 645, Canon 81, Canon T7, Nikon F60, Nikon FE, Leica Mini Lux. And I've just dusted off my brownie Hawkeye. Plus my old yeah. Polaroid Sun 600 somewhere. LMS. Sun 600 LMS? Sun 600 yeah, LMS. Yes, it's a okay. Polaroid yeah. camera. Uh, all of you have reinvigorated my love for film. I appreciate that you have fun with your photography, which is always, be- which I always believe should come first. Quick question. Will the Impossible 600 sold in your store fit my Sun 600? We'll send images of my first shot through the debonair. Please do. Thanks again, Dan. Yes. Will it? 100%. Yes. yes. Mike. Yes. He wants to know if he can get film for his Sun 600. He says, will the 600 yeah. impossible film yes. yep. fit in his Sun 600? It certainly yes, will. It will. Yes. Dan, the answer is yes. Yes, it will. Yes. <laughs> oh, here, John. Read this. This is from our friend Tomo Stono. Oh. Oh, oh Tom Stone. He's, he's, me and him talk all the time about... Uh, Fuzz pedals and and loud music. Tom and was in uh, yeah, he, he was in a uh, King Crimson cover band with his yep. brother. Dear Mike, John, Mark, Dane, Matt, Lawrence, Leslie, Strudel, Darren, Dwayne. Hey, you never know. <laughs> I had no idea you were into shoegaze, Mike. Yes. Oh, should I read the shoegaze voice again? No, <laughs> that's awesome. I went to see my bloody Valentine. Yeah, they got a new album out after what Is that ten right? years. Yeah, it's the same old, same old. It's the guy and the girl. Just oh yeah, Darren, you've heard it. Yeah. No, I've not heard it. No, I'm not into that kind of stuff, no? to be honest. No, but I know they've got the album, mate. Yeah. He said, I went to go see uh, My Bloody Valentine in Manchester a few weeks ago, and it was amazing. We were up in the stalls and forgot our binocs. Stoops. <laughs> binocs. <laughs> binocs. So binocs. couldn't perv on all Kevin Shields' binocs. amazing pedals. I missed Sigaru earlier that week due to illness, but I have tickets Sigaru. to see him later. Uh, they were sick. Sigaru. Sigaru. Well, whatever. Those guys catch colds easy. The S you pronounce? Yeah. You uh, talk, you well, that, you know what? That guy made up his own language, so F him if I pronounce <laughs> it wrong. It's like a mixture of English and Icelandic. Yeah, I always thought it was Sigaros. I say Sigaru, like Sigaru. Sigaru. Yeah, I, I have several of their records, which are Sigur fun. Bob. But they all, all, all the lyrics sound That's the only same. with a lot of... <laughs> all the lyrics are like... Oh. Go check out Sigur Shreds on Google. On a, on no a, way. A, oh, yeah. Sigur oh, awesome. Shreds. Oh, I yep. gotta see that. That's a good one. That's it? Was there a question? That's there? it. Nope. <laughs>
Oh my god, today's like a free for all. Matt is Matt Ross just popped in. Hey. Again. Again. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. Mind if I pull the mic up? No, go ahead. Oh, thanks, Mike. Well, so I totally forgot. It's like a sitcom here today. What? Totally forgot. My buddy, uh, good buddy, Chris Walker, uh, longtime friend of uh, Leslie. I just met him last summer. Great guy. He's doing a really awesome project. He's been working on it for, get this, 25 years on the same project. One camera, one film, one subject matter. What what is the gentleman's name? Chris Walker. Wow. 8x10 shooter. Right. Really great guy. Where's he residing now, Leslie? Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, Maryland. He's working out of there. He's traditionally from the the Midwest. Yes. Always goes uh, back. Port here on Michigan, that area. His his project, six nights a year? Six nights a year. He's been photographing um, mostly youths, right? Mostly youths, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from the county fairs, very classic event. Very Midwest. Uh, very interesting kind of twilight portraiture. And right now he's on uh, the Indiegogo, trying to raise some fundage for uh, a documentary covering his project, working with uh, some of the last uh, the last uh, Kodak uh, T Max films, shooting that project. So if you go, if you type in Chris Walker Indiegogo in Google. Yes. Will come up? That's the easiest way to yeah, get to it. Yeah, you'll find him. And uh, the, Google. the name of the project is Rural Transitions, a photographer shoots the last sheets of uh, Kodak film. Sheets. sheets. The Google. Sheets. This is raising money to make a documentary. Mm-hmm. What is their goal? $8,000. Eight grand. They already, got, they already got a grand out of the way. Okay, what is their deadline? 31 days. Today's the 15th. Today's the 15th, so they have 28 days left, so they're going to be done August 15th. It's a really great project. Folks out there listening, I, I um, encourage you to visit the site to see the awesome work of this gentleman and to uh, consider you know, being what you become is somewhat of a producer. Mm-hmm. You're helping make a film. And if you want to check out uh, the rest of Chris's body of work, you can go to chriswalkerphoto.com. He has a very, very slick site, um, a great portfolio of images, and just... He's a, just a really cool guy, very open about the way he works, his process, and just kind of his philosoph- uh, philosophy behind these images. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I got to get back on the road, guys. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care, Matt. Matt, Matt. Bye. This is a letter from Nick Raypack. Nick yes. is the gentleman oh, yeah. of New York Walk with the Polaroid 800 camera. Yes. Or 80. Yes. That's, mm-hmm. that's what he's world famous for now. Oh, yes. the, he's the guy that shoots oh, roll yeah. film. Yep. Like, well, I shoot other yep. stuff. He says, I was listening to the podcast today and heard you mentioning Seattle Filmworks. Mm-hmm. As it just so happens, I got into a conversation with the owner of a lab over the weekend, and he said he can process it. No way. I had my doubts, but he insisted he could do it. Even after the Remjet backing was mentioned. If you would like to contact him, you can reach him by phone at, as John would say, 555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-
Yes, it is. So you're dealing oh, with, you know. 80s? Yeah. 80s and early 90s. Yeah, 90s. I think I got a couple of rolls kicking around. So you're dealing with images. not going to be great to begin with. Yeah. I just elect not to shoot it. I just don't think it's that much fun. There's plenty of other film out there. Yeah. Exactly. There, there yeah, are but people you never know. Queen film. Well, shooting fun people. cameras. Kind of, I mean, there are people out there who just like to shoot it because it's something different. So what does that I mean? See somebody queen want film? To yeah. Put it on the shelf. Let it look pretty. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Queen film. Queen film. Queen you could put it on the shelf. Let it look pretty. You could process it as black and white. You could caffeinate. Yeah, have you done even that yet? Even with the even with the the well, ramjet. Will the ramjet come off like Polaroid oh, yeah. thirty five? Yeah, it's well. Fixed. If you are if you're shooting Seattle Filmworks, uh, and you want to check it out, go to Best Photo in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. You can Google that. The Google. Or there's a phone number here eight five six three five four nine one four four. You put it right here. I have a Polaroid four twenty camera that I love. This is from Andrea or Andrea. <laughs> or as she's also known, Andrea. I bought it recently. Cleaned it up a bit. Cleaned a small bit of corrosion off the black battery connected with vinegar. Loaded it up with Fuji Pack and put it put in a five thirty two battery that I got online. I took one shot, no problem. Not even rip tabs. Now the problem. I loaded the second pack. Made it to the eighth photo with no trouble. Photo number eight comes out black. Black. I took a deep breath and shot nine. No second shutter click. And another black frame. Black. The battery is barely three weeks old, and I'm on the 18th frame. Is it possible the camera have a problem that would drain my battery so quickly? Hmm. Or did I just have a bad battery? I have bought the items needed to attempt the AAA conversion, but I'm not sure it will fix the problem. What do you think, Leslie? This is a common problem. It happens over and over. Probably the best thing that Andrea, I'm going to assume Andrea she, can do is to convert it. Yeah. Double A's. Mm -hmm. Triple A's. I'm sorry. Triple A's. Mm -hmm. It is easy to do. I did it. It's not too bad. Soldering iron doesn't burn your skin. You don't even need you could just do a twist hot. tie thing. Oh, I solder. Yeah, okay. And if, oh, yeah. if you want if, to go technical but too, there's there's nothing. The, the camera is only using up the battery power while you're holding the button down, basically. So there's nothing there's nothing that the camera is going to be using up battery while it's just sitting there. So I'd say so most it likely wasn't a drain. You just might have gotten an old dead battery, which is always yeah. possible with those batteries. Yeah. Or something died after you took 17 shots and the camera is just dead. But uh, but yeah, it might just be a dead battery. Is the battery even dead? Is the battery being tested? Yeah, I would say, I mean, obviously test the battery, yeah. too, to see, but... Uh, Isn't it true that some of these cameras, they just quit? Seriously, they just, like, yeah. somehow they're just not getting oh. power anymore, and they just quit. Yeah, and if the photocell goes bad, there's any of a dozen different capacitors that can go bad. Yeah, I had one that, I've had a, one that uh, was, that you gave me, that was all it needed was, you know, there's the internal on the front, there's those uh, ribbon connection. Yeah, yeah. All it needed is I literally opened it, kind of hit it with a soldering iron in it, and one of them kind of came back through. And then, uh, so that came back to life. And then another one I got that just went dark. I got a 250 that's, I mean, it's a 100, and now it just, it just shoots dark. So who knows? Yeah, there's, there's so many little pieces in there. And if you read the service manual, there's all different things that say, oh, if it does this and this and if it does that and that. And the one that says if it just shoots black, there's a, you know, there's a list of about 20 different things that it could have, you know, it mm. could be. And most of the time it's not worth it. Unless you have something particularly valuable, unless you have a 180 or a 195 or a 250 and plenty of time on your hands, it's not really worth uh, getting in to fix a, a 420 or a, a 104 or whatever, unfortunately. Sorry, no offense to the, the 104 lovers. John's they're 50, leaving. They're 50 years old. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. And they, yeah, they, they weren't Nobody cares. the highest. They weren't Lakers when they were built Take in the first mug. place. I got my mug. John's leaving. I gotta go. Right. Can you say it properly? Jordan, I gotta go. One more, John. One more. Come on. Mike, I gotta go. <laughs> I told you. John, we'll see you tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. 
see you later. Okay. <laughs> Who's this from, Darren? This is from John Smith. Really? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, did he bring the, uh, the, the big plates of gold with the writing well, on it? It says, how to pronounce your name? And he's put, seriously? Flick a name, Wiz Owl. His name, Jim no, I don't know that. You name. guys know him, Wiz Owl? Okay, so... Um, Mark doesn't even have a mic. He doesn't need one. He doesn't need one. I'll bring it in if I need it. Okay. <laughs> so he's saying, hi guys. About the time an interesting film was resurrected, I ran across the I Still Shoot Film blog and was eventually inspired by Rachel to start my own blog, Rachel. which I called I Still Shoot Film 2 also. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Indeed. In honour of the great help her blog was to me and many others, I'm sure. I used a blog to chronicle my photographic adventures and experiences and hopefully help others in the process. After over 30 years as an Olympian, OM1 fan... Yes. Uh, yes. Oh. In 2009, I joined my wife as a Pentaxian... Uh, Is that an alien species? Pentaxion, from the planet P- Pentaxion. Mainly because of the bountiful supply of excellent used equipment, which is similar in many respects to the Olympus equipment I was used to, and almost all of it is fully interchangeable, even the digital stuff. <laughs> anyway, keep up the good work, and if you get a chance, maybe you could dedicate a shoe to 110 cameras. Yes. I never shot sure. 110 ever, and I'm very interested in what is available besides cheap plastic crappy bar cameras. Oh, oh a lot of cameras for you. Yes. Posh cameras. I've been looking into the Posh. Pentax 110 and mm-hmm. I'd bring for one if I could find a deal. But are there any other quality 110? Mm-hmm. That's from Certainly. John. Uh, well, uh, Leslie, what are some quality Minolta? There are two Minoltas. Yes. The Minolta 110 SLR. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Minolta Mark IV. Mark II. Mark II. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're both almost identically. Yep. One's pancake, one's not, right? Yeah. One looks like a pancake, one looks more like an SLR. I find it hard to focus myself. Very hard to focus. Uh, Small view. Well, the, the prism uh, is just, you know, the where you're lining up. If you don't look, you know, when you're looking through the camera and you move this way or this yeah. way, it, it yeah. cha- you have to look directly, directly through it. Yeah. So you have to, it's kind of, so I've taken a lot of blurry pictures with it, unfortunately. But then I've gotten some really good ones, too. It only goes down to 4.5, too, so it's, it's not particularly fast lens. Any of you folks have the Minolta rangefinder flat cameras? They look like Instamatics, no. but they have a rangefinder in them? The, the silver one with the... Hmm. Uh, Minolta makes them, yeah. Canon makes the 110 ED. Yeah, That's high quality. I might have one in a box. There was a bunch of uh, there were a bunch of Minolta cameras that had rangefinders, and there was even a commercial which we could play right here. Because I'm a professional photographer, people often ask me how to get their money's worth in a pocket camera. I recommend the Minolta Pocket Auto Pack 450E. It has an all-glass lens, not plastic. Plus, the Minolta adjusts automatically for the correct flash exposure as you focus for beautiful stop-action pictures, and for dramatic close-ups, Minolta has an added lens. The Minolta Pocket Auto Pack. Get a whole lot of camera for your money. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. There it was. Yeah. Great. Yeah, the oh, Pentax Auto 110. Well, that's yep. the one. Yeah, that's the one. That's I the one I have. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that is. If, if it was a choice between the, the Minolta one. and the Pentax Auto 110, the Pentax is awesome. Yeah. It had seven different lenses you could get for it. It's easier Close to focus. Filters. It's no, super it's easy great. to focus. It, you, there's a flash. There's a power winder. I mean, every little accessory you can yep. get. For a big SLR, they made it for the Pentax. Yeah, that's is, a great one. And mm. it looks hilarious. You can fit it in your mouth. 
That's what we've seen. Yeah. Darren and Beck, you've been dabbling with 110? A little bit, yeah. Just on plastic cameras, though. Okay. Nothing posh. Uh, it's fun because I first used the Holgo 110 at the London meetup last year. Wasn't expecting much because I was using mm-hmm. 100 speed mm-hmm. film, but it you was pretty great. You liked it? Yeah, it worked. You shot, well, you were probably expecting yeah. nothing, too. Yeah, a lot of times with those, it's, it's you're, you're, it just seems like nothing's happening because it's just a little yeah. plan. And I click, click. like, did, did, yeah. did anything happen? And then when yeah. you get your pictures back and you got some great shots, That's especially right. outside or with a, but you can squeeze an image out of a lot of those. I've had a lot of fun with the uh, the Lomo fisheye, the right, 110. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one's just cool because you put it, you got cargo pants or whatever. Yeah. You can put it on your keys or whatever, you know, and you can actually, when you go out, it's got B setting. So, you know, bulb. Yeah, right. So you can always, even if you're in a dark club, yeah. if you get it on a surface, I've gotten some cool shots just, you know, somehow getting it steady as you can and just yeah. hold it open for like five seconds. That's right. Yeah. And it's fun to experiment with because it's all blown out and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. I would say it's an awesome format to experiment with and have fun with. And there's so yeah. many cameras, lots of Kodak plastic cameras that mm. actually put out pretty decent images. Yeah. Just yeah. The, yeah, those are the, the, the Minolta 280 TX or whatever. Is that a rangefinder? Yeah, this one's not a rangefinder. This one, unfortunately, was a, uh, just a point and shoot. But it had the you know, close far mm-hmm. thing on it. And it had a telezoom or whatever. Yeah. It was 460 TX. That's what I think it is. Yeah. But I, man, I got some great shots out of that thing, you know, and it's, you know, oh, also they're, they're really, really common online, but the, uh, the Minolta Weathermatic, the yellow underwater. Oh yeah. One, oh, which yeah. is totally fun. You can get them for That's 10 always bucks. Fun. And I, I swam, you know, underwater. Yep. Picture fish with it. It's great. It worked great. On 110. It's silly. And you can get slide film now. Yes. I've been I got to try that. Ridiculous. It's good. It is good. Try it. Shots and red scale and they make yeah. everything. Yeah, slide, red scale, black and white, color print, and uh, where can you get it? Of course, in the FPP store. That's right. Filmphotographystore.com. You know, we haven't been taking any breaks in the last few shows, but I do need you folks to help support the FPP by going to filmphotographypodcast.com, either visiting the store tab or donating. Donate some cash. Donate, donate some cameras. <laughs> donate some film and we do get a lot of donations thank you very much hey we're gonna talk about cameras let's start with the seagull 203 sure now how this is mark's camera uh i own this camera and i'm curious where did you find it what interests you like what what makes it interesting to you and how how what has your experience been like i i love it i actually uh i actually posted a message a few months ago on the fpp forum saying i want to get i had pretty much every camera there was but what i didn't have was a 120 rangefinder. I said, I want something that's 120, that folds up, that's got a coupled rangefinder on it, that's got an X-synced, at least PC port, if not hot shoe. What does everybody recommend? And people threw out all kinds of suggestions. Leslie, I think you actually mentioned the Mamiya 6, which I, I looked into, and I looked into a lot. And um, Eric Evaldson, uh, who's, a, who's a big poster online, he actually... Name. Exactly, Evaldson. <laughs> it is, actually. <laughs> he's a regular FPP listener. I yeah, think. he's a... I mean, he posts on the forums a lot. He's a very knowledgeable guy. And he actually posted saying, I've got a Seagull 203. I don't use it anymore. It, does, it needs some work, but if you want it, you can have it. So he actually shipped it out to me, and I fixed it up, and uh, it's exactly what I wanted. This thing is... Is, um, it folds up so you can stick it in your pocket. It pops out like some sort of a James Bond contraption. Uh, it's got a pretty fast lens. It's got uh, uh, 3.5 to 22. It's got shutter speeds from bulb all the way up to 300. It's got a coupled rangefinder. It's got a hot shoe. It's got a, uh, a thumb wind. It's got a body mounted shutter. It's got everything that you want. It's a lot smaller than the Maya 6, too. Mm hmm. A lot smaller. Yeah, it's very, it's, exactly. It's very compact. Nice. It's got a kind of a cool little. Uh, party piece as the brits would say on the inside where it's got these two little as the brits would say, the brits would say a, a, uh, I, I, I thought everyone said that <laughs> 
these two little flip-out masks where you can convert it from either 6x6 six six or flip the masks in and it becomes a 4.5x6. Oh, so you get 16 good. shots on a roll. Great. And it's got two windows depending on which yeah, masks you have files, flipped in. Yeah. So right now, I, my first roll I shot was 6x6. Six six. Right now I flipped the masks in and, uh, and I have it um, down to 4.5. So uh, single window rangefinder so you don't have to do the two window thing. It reminds me of like the, the Bel Air. It's sort of mm-hmm. Bel Air-ish type of camera. But... Um, with no auto exposure, obviously, but yeah, it's just great. It's really solidly built, made in China. Came out um, early '60s originally, uh, and it feels l- almost like a modern camera. Like the, just the fact that it's got a hot shoe on it just sort of feels hot like shoe. a mm. just feels like a more modern camera. Have you got any images back from it yet? Yeah, it's great. Super, super sharp. I love it. Okay. Yeah, it rivals you know some of my really good TLRs that I shoot with. And you mentioned like this is from China. It was made in China. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you think, but like a si- '60s China, not like modern. Yeah, plasticky China. There's no no plastic on this at all, except for the bellows. And would you say that that camera's a knockoff of Darren's German camera? Uh, very much. A long range of cameras were, were similar. Yeah, it's well, right? yeah, similar format. It looks like you have a. Is that a selenium meter on the front, which yeah, is cool? Is, so that's yeah. the only thing I don't have is a meter oh, on that's this. Slick. Yeah, um, keep it covered. What's your camera called, Darren? This is a Zeiss Icon Netax. Yeah, we discussed a few shoes ago. That's right, yeah. Oh. Yeah, huh, they do look and is that a And that's a rangefinder, too. It's a rangefinder, yeah. too, yes, but it doesn't have the actual rangefinder facilities that you have, so I need to use a separate rangefinder with it. You can. It's, oh, it's a zone focus. It's, well, it's no? got the actual feet from 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 feet up to 48 feet. Yeah, feet. Um, feet. But I do need a separate rangefinder. <laughs> right, right. Like yeah, so this actually has a couple of rangefinders, so I've actually got yeah. the split image in the viewfinder. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, which makes it really easy to use. The only thing that is confusing about this, I always forget about, is that you have, you have to wind the film, but you also have to manually cock the lens at the front. It's, it doesn't, doesn't wind itself. Right. So does so that wind on automatically one frame? Uh, it's, uh, for the 6x6, um, six six, yeah. it's three winds. Right. For the 4.5x6, it's two and a half. Right. With this camera, you just, you just got to watch the, the numbers and just wind until you... Yeah. Well, it's got the, you read the numbers in the back, but yeah. I, I've learned it. You, I can kind of shoot without looking now because I know yeah. Yeah. two and a half. So it's great. So that, it just so happened it was a, it was a four format that I didn't have that I wanted and uh, and now I've got one they're good they're fun to shoot with I really enjoy using this one yeah it folds up so small yeah, yeah. and you get really super especially that's got the Zeiss lenses on it yeah, obviously so yeah, that must it's, be sharp as hell great so. sharp photos yeah. pronto very cool yeah when we come back we're going to be talking about the uh, <laughs> Yashica FX70 Hey, John. Hey, Mike. I'm very excited to do a quick barrel through of oh. what's new in the oh. Film Photography Podcast Store. Oh, let's do it. Filmphotographystore.com. It is the store of the FPP. It's the store of tomorrow. It is. And today. this explosion, FPP hand-rolled 35mm film. Look at this. Oh, my God. John has in his hand a 400-foot roll. Remember when we were students? Yeah. Shoot movies. Remember the thrill of shooting movies? Running to, like, you know, to New York, to Kodak on 33rd Street. Do you remember? Yes, I do. By the post office? Vividly. Professor Tarbox would be like, it's by the post office. (laughs) 
<laughs> Do you remember? Yes. Uh, I am thrilled to tell you that we we now are carrying in 35 millimeter, 24 exposure rolls, FPP Cinema XX. Wow. Black and white. Oh, must be beautiful. It is. There's no secret here. It's Eastman Kodak Double X mm. negative five two two two. A number of people on the Flickr group have been shooting with five two two two. If you don't process at home, how do you get it to process? Send it to the dark room. The or dark Wayne, room. Yeah. What's the process for it? Reg- regular. C41? No. Black and white. Oh, black and white. So right. it's like HC110. Oh, I see. D76. Mm-hmm. Caffinol. I was amazed by the rich tones of this black and white film. It has a lot of latitude. So there are deep blacks, but there are also fine grays, and the whites don't burn out. Mm, really? That's yes. special. And I'm sure, John, you would like a few rolls of this. Yes. It's amazing, and I can tell you the smell, the mm. feel of holding film, yeah. and the thrill of you out there shooting Eastman Kodak Double X. Five, two, two, there are a growing number of still shooters using motion picture films, especially Eastman Double X, as it can be developed in traditional black and white chemistry and has no rem jet. There's no, like, cookie layer or anything mm-hmm. weird about it. According to Project Double X Online, this film has been used on such films as Schindler's List, Memento, Kafka, and the opening sequence of Casino Royale. Really? Yeah. So you could load this film in your 35mm still camera and the, shoot away. The history behind it. But that's not all. No. We also are carrying Fuji Color. It. 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 IT exclamation point. Color negative film has an ISO of six. <laughs> and is actually Fuji Color IT-N, which is a film that was originally designed to make negatives from slides. No kidding. ISO of six. You can get this in your grubby little hands. That'll be fun. How about Fuji Chrome EDU Type 2? Yeah, how about it? This is ISO of 20. Interesting. Yep. It's a tungsten balance duplicating film. It's tungsten balance, meaning if you shoot it in daylight... It'll mm. be blue, so you could shoot day for yeah. day. Polypen F. Still in the store. 50 ISO. This is a smooth... Did I give you a roll of this? Yeah. Have you shot it yet or no? No, I haven't. It's a silky smooth, glowing Polypen F. Originally designed to make dupes of 35mm motion pictures. Mm. This is from Germany. Kodak Rapid Copy Film. ISO 0.06. It makes your brain explode, right? Incredible, right? That's That would be fun. Shoot some ocean waves with that stuff. Uh, 620 film. Now on 620 spools that we have manufactured. We are offering all these films on 620 spools for your favorite Kodak Brownie or 620 camera. Lamography Earl Grey 100. Fujichrome Provia 100F. Fuji Neopan 100 Black and White. Hi. Kodak Ektachrome 100X. Yes. Kodak Ektar 100. Ooh. Kodak Gold 200. Mm. Kodak Portra 160. Yeah. A Lamography 3-pack. That is amazing. Yeah. How about 4x5 sheet film? How about it? FVP green and blue x-ray film. Mmm, yummy. How about 8x10 x-ray film? How about it? How about APS film? Mmm. 110 film. No. And get this. What? 126 cartridge. <laughs> This is news. Do you hear the ticker tape? I hear it. I'm excited. That's actually the sound of my brain percolating. And all this is in store for you, the person out there listening. Go to it. The selection is unbelievable. Your brain, your your, your head's probably spinning. You probably will be talking about this on the show. (laughs) What show? I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Filmphotographystore.com Hey, we're back. Yashica FX70. Is yes. that your camera, Dane? That is my camera. It's an 80s when when all the auto stuff was getting hot. Like when the, you know, it reminds me of the uh, the Pentax, what's the SE, uh, ME auto one? There's a Pentax one. Super you know, it's one of those, <coughs> when they started coming out with just, it's got off, oh. auto, uh, X and B. 
So there's it's and then it's all uh, aperture priority. It's just press the button. Yep, yep. But you still have to. It's it's like a, in a way it's like a Pentax where you or, you know where you have to aperture priority. So like an ME. To, yeah, the ME is exactly what it reminds me. And even the body's a little smaller. Where did but you get a, that? I got this one. Mark got a big bunch of Palette dirty, of like a, literally a box Palette. of the dirtiest cameras you ever saw, and it's light and it had a one seven. So I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, this will this will be fine. And I took this on vacation last summer, and it was out. We were at the beach and everything, and no, it's a great camera. It's got it's it's. It's got the whole what do you call that thing where you can add the, you can hold the exposure where I can take oh, the something. Oh, depth of field preview. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, exposure locks. I was like, oh, I was like, <clears throat> I was like why don't why don't all cameras have that? It's surprising oh, yeah, how yeah. few cameras have it because I use it all the time. This is you know, thing. yeah, or you know, it, it holds your exposure. Holds your yeah. exposure. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, that's called an FX seventy. FX seventy. What type of mount? It's uh, Yashica's own, unfortunately. Ooh. So luckily I had, well, not luckily, I'd bought another Yashica, which was the, uh, one of these FX auto things, and it, its curtain was, full, was crinkled, which, right. you know. Crinkled. Nothing you can do from there. Once you get, the, once you get your shorts twisted, you know, yeah. you ain't straighten them out. So. Put your panties in a knot. That's it, exactly. <laughs> Somebody it's really will, cool you know, that you strip the leather off of it, except where the leather was is actually a beautiful black powder-coated body. Yeah. So yeah. It so, looks, has this very oh, kind of cool industrial How dirty was this camera you say it was dirty how- it was like because it, it had this awful like fake suede okay and the fake suede yeah, had gotten was- gummy and like mm-hmm. and like you just coming off you'd go to take a picture and you'd leave a black mark on your nose <laughs> just trying to take a picture it was like a fuzzy black mark so yeah, i just like- went in and just got it all off with some whatever that was paint thinner or whatever and yeah you got the bondage strap on it yeah yeah that's very nice so if you f- <laughs> so you wouldn't say to someone go seek it out, but if you find it in a box, it's fun to shoot with. Yeah, it's and it's I wouldn't probably wouldn't rank it any above like a in Pentax ME or or any kind of other auto type. It's of, limited. Uh, the shutter speed you know. is it changes by itself. Yeah, like if you exactly. put it in, auto, yeah. Yeah. if you put a flash on, it does it. How does it lock at sixtieth? I got to set it to X. Oh, even though it has a, some extra pin there for some kind of sp- in the hot shoe, so it would have had to have a Yashica. It might light up in the viewfinder when your flash is charged or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the old Minolta. Gotcha. Did. So now this por- this portion of the shoe, we're going to be talking Minolta, which I don't know always seems to put a smile on Mark's face. Leslie too. Ah, Minolta. You guys, yeah, Minolta's. You guys really love Minolta. I love Minolta. I smile a little more with Olympus, but I use Minolta oh. a lot. Oh, I don't okay. get Olympus. Ooh. It's weird. You like Minolta's? Well? He doesn't like the yeah, name Olympus. Yeah. I don't like the, the word Olympus. It's all gross. <laughs> What's with that O at the beginning? <laughs> it's like it's looking at you. <laughs> Let's talk about the Minolta. What's this Alf? Who's has the Alf? I got the Alf. You do. No, Alf's down there. You have the 600 SI. SI. We're going to talk about that last. Yeah. Cult camera. Is that? Oh, is that right? Now, we're going to get back to it, but the whole I series is a special series. What is the the, the 9TI? When we did the the show on that, Mm -hmm. people were commenting on on certain threads. I mean, they want one. They want one. Yeah. Of course they do. Yeah. There's only a thousand of them. Who wouldn't? Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. After the Costa Fest. Mark has an elf. Oh, you're the elf guy. I'm yeah. the elf guy. What is it? Uh, it's this fuzzy little alien. He eats cats. Yeah, that's me, John Link. Yes. No, the elf. <laughs> the, uh, this is a, a rangefinder. Um, late 60s. Nice metal rangefinder. It, 
to to put it in terms you you'd follow, it's kind of cute. You know, it's like Canon QL type mm-hmm. of thing. Oh, Canon QL, yes. So now you're with me. So it has a it has a CDS meter mm-hmm. inside the, the ring on the front. It's got a 2.7 lens, so it's not the world's best, but pretty quick. Uh, but it's a, it's a true rangefinder. It's got a nice hot shoe on it. it. Has a really good feel to it. I really like this camera. I I kind of pulled it out to shoot with, thinking, ah, it's another one of those kind of you know late 60s tinny feeling well, rangefinders, but. Well, you're you're a tough case because you have so many cameras, and you have those ones you. I always notice you. Oh, I like this one, and then the rest you're like, that's crap. Some of them, when I go, you go to shoot with them, and they just have a weird tinny feel, and I don't like the shutter button, and I don't like the (laughs) the wind, and and that it's true. I have so many cameras that I can say, yeah, I'm I'm never using that one again. Yeah, I don't like the. And then I swoop in. QL25. <laughs> Why would I bother? It's on the front. I'm not using it. No, he's looking at me. I, 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 I don't, like that name. I don't even have any Olympuses. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, but this one actually, and, and even though I am a Minolta guy, as everyone knows, um, I kind of went into this one thinking, eh, whatever, it's not going to do anything. Um, but it actually has a really cool, unique feel. Um, the, uh, the, the wind feels really good. The, the shutter button feels really good. Everything is yep. metal. There's, you know, it doesn't have like a plastic yep, thumb cool. wind on it. And it's true. Some you know, kind of neat. Automatic aperture with shutter priority. So I can set, it, it, the, I mean, it's not the widest range of shutter speeds, but I can go from 30th to uh, 500th. Mm-hmm. And then it's got a fixed a flash setting, which does change the shutter speed at that point. But... You set your uh, your your uh, film speed, which is better than the the um, pen that I talked about last time. This at least goes from uh, twenty five up to five hundred, which is kind of an odd ASA to go up to. Is that right? So you can shoot, you know, four hundred films. There's no eight hundred. No, it goes up to five. That's unusual. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of older cameras have eight up yeah. to eight hundred. Yeah, it's kind of strange that way. It's, it's a good, like I said, a good solid camera. The rangefinder's nice and clear on it. Um, it's got... Uh, Which is always a bonus. Again, like, like the, uh, the Canon QLs, it's got the meter in the viewfinder. So as I'm looking through it, if I do a half press, it locks... Yep. It shows me what the aperture's going to be, and it locks it there, so then I can... Yep. I can oh, you can lock it around. Does it around uh, do the thing if it's under... It won't let you shoot? No. Un- yeah, unlike the QLs, it'll I let you shoot I, no matter what. It's just mm. telling you, yeah, it's not going to work. I thought mine was broken. I'm like, it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. it's just dark in here. Duh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually smarter than me, so... Yeah, but no, it's a really, really good... Good feeling camera, yeah. so yeah, Sounds I really like proper. it. So very nice. Have you gotten any of your photos back yet? I did actually. Uh, I I shot one roll through it when I got it. The aperture, which is also the shutter blades, were kind of seized up on it, so I I napped it. I sort of this is an interesting sort of a thing that I accidentally did, but um, I got it all working. I immediately put a roll of film in, and I started shooting with it. And when I got the film back, it took me a minute to figure out what had happened. What had happened was there must have still been some naphtha evaporating inside the lenses. So the first half of my roll has this beautiful soft focus to it and it's amazing uh-huh. I, I took all these pictures of my wife and my daughter out in our backyard with the gr- trees and the grass and it looks like this beautiful idyllic soft focus scene and then later on in the role I was taking some sort of more industrial you know wrought iron pictures driving down the highway and they came out super super sharp mm. So uh, and also underexposed because at that point after the naphtha had all dried the aperture started to seize up again. But no. um, so I got this interesting combination of perfectly exposed soft and underexposed sharp. Now Let's can you repeat? Can micro you, four thirds do that. Can you repeat the error to get the same? If you wanted to. Well, I'm going to have to because the yeah because now the aperture blades have seized up again. So I have to get in there and get some more naphtha in. Uh, hopefully. After I flooded a couple more we times, we probably need another can up. of that in the studio, don't we? I, I only bought a gallon. <laughs> what is it called? What is that? Uh, it's just it's naphtha, which is also lighter known fluid, as lighter right? fluid. Yeah, lighter fluid, not like butane, but yeah, like Zippo lighter. It, fluid. Can it go up in flames? Absolutely, sure. Just don't smoke. Okay, unless you're doing it wrong, right? And what do you do? You actually, you, I notice you douse a lot. Of, like I douse it in this, I douse it in that. I mean, I just go to deox something, and you know, I spray too much, and 
He goes to the viewfinder. Like, you seem to have a lot of luck. Well, I mean, there are certain chemicals that you can and can't use when you're cleaning out a camera. When you're cleaning out one of these old all-metal cameras where you don't have to worry about any kind of rubbers or plastics or whatever, naphtha is pretty much perfectly safe. It's not going to hurt anything. So you can really soak it, get it wet in there, make sure it gets into all the moving parts. Now, once he it dries, soak like in a bowl. Once it dries, well, you cool, no. or will you go to the beach with it and it'll burst into flames in your hands? Well, no, I mean, once the, the naphtha evaporates after a, a minute or two, and then it's not flammable anymore. But Right. Um, so you have to really get the match in there quick if you want it to explode. Yeah, yeah. definitely don't use celluloid film. Bring after it to a barbecue. Naphtha, and then, yeah, and then go to the... Uh, He's like flipping steaks on the grill. <laughs> but no, it's good. Actually, yeah, and I, if you have some of those old cameras that have the completely seized up focus rings, I've taken lenses off the cameras and just soaked them in a, a jar of alcohol completely submerged That's for weeks at a time to get them to open up but again alcohol is not going to hurt really anything you know me. disclaimer no i don't know what i'm talking about Preservative. yeah exactly it just pickles Richards. It. <laughs> but yeah so i mean it's it's generally uh, uh, also i will say though you want to uh, get the 99 percent alcohol not the 70 percent isoprobo you have to drink more of it if it's 70%. <laughs> and you found this camera in a lot or did you seek it out this one actually was my wife's father's camera oh very nice and i so this one is in perfect pristine condition yeah, he took really good care of his stuff and and i know for a fact it was sitting in the top of a closet in santa barbara california since the early 80s mm-hmm. so it's basically been in a time machine hmm. it's, you, it's a perfect shape except that the aperture is yeah. just a yeah, you don't right need that do you recommend people to kind of seek out family members and kind of ask around what hey you know do you have any old film cameras does not use saves a lot of money yes Ooh. my yeah my, i mean like we said a few episodes ago my own mother uh, you know a few months ago came to me with a bag of cameras that she found in her house yeah. that she doesn't even know where they came from including an sx70 a QL17, like some really cool stuff. Oh, and a, and actually a really nice uh, Zeiss Contina 2A, like the, right. you know, really interesting cameras. Wow. So that saved me, uh, you know, one hundred and fifty dollars right there, getting yeah. those three cameras from my own mother. So yeah, you never know what you're going to find. You never know what you're going to find. And I have the word out on the street in Jersey City now that I buy cameras. So I just have random people walk in saying, "Yeah, I hear you buy cameras." That's awesome. You want this light? Like a, I don't yeah, know. Right. <laughs> you're waiting on that one. Yeah, yeah, not yet. And that's at Metropolis Music in Jersey City, New Jersey. That's right. That's right. There's going to be a line of people down the street bringing in. Yeah, right. <laughs> Once Polaroid the word gets out. Yeah, well, a lot of people yeah. ask, oh, can I come visit FPP? And FPP is only functional. The studio is only open when we record. So I highly advise, instead, go to Metropolis Music. I should get some life-size cutouts of you and John and Dane and just put them in the corner so they can have their pictures. Yeah, there you absolutely. go. But I highly recommend seek out family members to try to find some cameras. And when you find something from a family member, it's always a lot of fun. To get it going because yeah. of some history there, yeah, uh, and it's satisfying to try to get you know to get that up and running yeah. and get get some pictures out of it. This so. camera definitely. I mean, I never met my my wife's father, but the camera means more to me that it was a family camera. Yeah, you know, the last mm-hmm. pictures this camera might have might have shot were my wife as a little girl or something. You know, so it's it's it means more to me than if I bought it at a flea market for three bucks. So yeah, yeah absolutely. We'll be right back. Right after this quick message. <laughs> Hey, yes. hey. hey. Here to talk about Kodak Film. I want everyone to go to the filmphotographystore.com. That's our store to pick up a roll of Kodak Film because we have some of the best prices on the web. Bar That's none. right. We have extremely fast shipping. The shipping price is the actual weight of the product. When people buy a roll of film online, it's like twelve dollars. They're like, great. It's a two-dollar roll of film, but yeah, it's, now it's fifteen dollars after shipping. <laughs> 
Everything in the store is in stock. We now have the best prices on the web for Kodak Ektar, Kodak Portra 160 Portra, 400 T-Max, Tri-X. Forget about the superstores online. Superstores. Fresh. Is that fresh? Fresh Kodak film directly from filmphotographyproject.com. Click the store button. Lightning fast. Fresh. So fresh it should be slapped. Exactly. I was going to say so fresh that it will give a strudel mouth. Fresh mouth. <laughs> What's so great about buying from the film photography store? I will tell you. It supports this show. What show? The Film Photography Project. Filmphotographystore.com. 2013 Kodak Film. Thank you very much. Introducing the amazing Minolta Maxim, the world's easiest SLR, because it alone has built-in automatic focusing. Look, Maxim's autofocus lets you get perfect shots before others can even focus. Change lenses. Maxim again gets the shots that used to get away. Only the human eye focuses faster. Minolta Maxim. Only from the mind of Minolta. Hey, we're back. Wow. Now, our, our <laughs> featured camera of the day is, a, is the Minolta 600SI, which Big seems boy. amazingly special. Look at it looks that. pro. It looks yeah. like very like it's not. substantial. <laughs> it is it really? Great. It looks very but substantial. It's, it's like a, what is that lens? 1995. Okay. 1995. Called the um, Maxim 600SI here in the States. Dynex 600SI in Europe. Alpha. Japanese always called the Maxim's Alphas. Okay. And it's called a 701. It came as a 600 and a 650. 650 was quartz date and panorama. But it sounds like every camera they made was this camera, just under different model numbers. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this came out the same time that um, the 9XIs, the 7s were out, and the, the 8000 series, and those cameras did everything but your laundry. They realized that not everybody wanted that. So this mm. camera is very cool because it has big dials, and each dial only does one thing. There's no button that activates a menu or a submenu. Everything is a dial mm. or a knob. All spelled That's out great. on the camera body. Oh man, it's like People, retro design. That is what they liked about it. Yeah, old time SLR users. This is it. I know exactly what this yeah. does. It's right There's here. There's no mode button and it, changing it, this and all exactly. that. Exactly. So it's great. Um, the dials were big. So we, if you love, we did the old that. SLR. I have a, I have a Maxima that we were just trying to figure out how to change it to bulb or something, and it, we'd spend a half an hour couldn't figure it out. Actually, and it was Nailed considered it. a consumer camera. Reason consumer. Pretty much a plastic body, only uh, one four thousandths of a second that designated. Oh, useless. Who needs it faster than that? Yeah. It built-in winder, built-in flash, two frames. Oh, that's got the pop-up. A little pop-up. Yeah. We sold a ton of these cameras to wedding photographers. uh, What did you just take off the bottom of it? I took the vertical grip off because we're going to talk. Okay. I thought that was a winder. I was going to say. In this case, for the six hundred, it is not a winder. Okay. Nice. Wow. Now the um, look at that. interesting. <laughs> wow, Darren, what kind of camera is that? That's amazing. <laughs> it's so small. <laughs> Maybe an iPhone. It takes you know um, what, Mike? You should have like just you should have like totally freaked out and kicked him out. Like yeah. that would have been. We'd heard more. <laughs> joking, you know, jokingly, out, but out just like start crying. <laughs> it takes. Uh, does that take Minox sheet film? <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But actually, this was considered the consumer camera, but we sold a ton of these right. to wedding photographers because they would give this to their secondary shooters. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, right. Fine thing or overly familiar with a camera. If they could run a camera, you could operate this. Yeah. This one's kind of fun because this one came with the 50 on it and uh, the 51.8. Mm-hmm. Now, almost at That's this time, great. everybody wanted that kit lens at 3570. But um, yeah. I put the vertical grip on this, and the vertical grip ah. for the 600 and the 700s That's were awesome. different. Uh, oh different purposes. We talked about this in lovely downtown Finley, Ohio, how to properly hold mm-hmm. a 35mm camera. Yeah, i got to learn yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cradle. 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 Now the problem is when you cradle this camera and you go like this, my elbow just flew up. I lost my tripod and I lost my stability. And I took Darren out. Okay, so you put a vertical grip on and now I've got a firing button here on the front. I can also change my aperture if I'm aperture or shutter priority, front or back. And this one, the 600, you had to have the vertical grip to get the PC. So we oh. get a studio situation. This oh, also wow. replaces the battery source, too. But if you're jumping up a line in, like, the 700s, it's a dual battery source. So you've got extra battery with you. But uh, that was the vertical grip. Oh, man, that's brilliant. Keeps mm. your elbows in, keeps you steady. So mm. it's just, it's, it's cult uh, status came from old SLR shooters. They loved this camera. And podcasts ago, we talked about my 9Ti and all the sweet stuff it mm. does. And I'll tell you, this is the camera I grab for everything. I love that's great. this yeah. camera. Were you shooting with that camera in the Finlay walking workshop or no? No, I was not. I was shooting with the Maxim 7. Okay. But your grab-and-go cameras are always Minolta's, right? Seems to be. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask a question because it just occurred to me when you were talking about the vertical hold and how you yes. lose your tripod when you go up. You lose your tripod. I, I yeah. actually shoot the other way and I fire with my thumb. Is that uh, weird? That's not <laughs> weird. That's smart. Oh, okay. Because that so, way I can still yes. keep my... As long as... You got me on that one. That's just happen. weird. See, see what just happened? There's yeah. Got to keep them underneath. Yeah, right. Oh, man. Yeah, so that's how... Yeah. And so that I can't do that. Keeps that from happening. Huh, okay. that do you find that people are shooting improper? Like everyone's All like, the time. Oh, yeah. You included. You included. Oh, still. Still. You just did a little bit ago, and I didn't want to call you out on it. There it is. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that looks good. Uh-huh. Just put press across the top of that's the That's so you people can see your sweat rings under your shirt. <laughs> when you're, that's why you shoot like that. So they know you're working hard. They're like, oh, man, I'm working hard this wedding. Yeah. So this actually really was an excellent influence. Canon designed after this with the um, one a couple of the Elon models. Mm-hmm. Um, Pentax's MZ, very much. Mm-hmm. So it's very influential on in that. But um, and this is a '90s camera. Ninety-five. 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 Yeah. Six hundred SI. That's uh, awesome. Fabulous little camera. Yeah. That's the six hundred SI. Thank you, Leslie. Would you oh, recommend? People seem to go oh excited over these. They do, but right now the vertical grips are bringing more than the bodies on the bay. Is that right? Yes. Okay. I think it may be my student camera that I start selling to students. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a little bit newer, a little bit more reliable than than uh, the uh, OMG has been for me. So. OMG. The OMG. The OM dash G. <laughs> So. That is nice. Before we that's, go, that's what I love about mm. my Minolta SLRs is that they made those lenses for forty years. It's so easy to find mm. the lenses. Yes. Before we go, I have a camera um, going to loan, or you can keep it if you love it. Uh, it's, it's a donated camera, and when I got it in, I just it just had Danny written all over it. Oh. <laughs> Would you hand it right next to the bananas? Is it this big Kiev right no, now? No, it's in a. No, ca- <laughs> no, <laughs> right under that. Right. Yeah. Right there. That. Yeah. I don't know what it is. That looks like a Dane's camera already. Yeah, a Bella. Yeah, you know anything about a Bella? I don't know. Let me take a look at this baby. Oh, we also need to mention something else. What's that? What's that? We have a lovely camera here that came in late for the Findlay event from Jim Austin. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Jim sent sent two cameras for the walking workshop. One came... 
in time, and the other one got caught in the flood. What do I do? The what do I do? Yeah, you take the lid off. There you go. It won't come out. <laughs> hmm. Do we know what's in here? We do not know what's in here. The other camera was, I believe, a Minolta 3XI. Do you have, like, little scissors? Controlled explosion. Uh, no. Here, I got something. Oh, you got something. I'll throw it over here. So I wanted to make sure and bring it oh, since I it came I was, late oh. to get it back in the FPP studio. Ooh, nice. What is that, Dane? What do you got there? It is a uh, B-L-L-O-R-A. Blora? Bella 44. <laughs> It looks ooh, looks like a uh, eight and sixteen. It's, it's one twenty-seven, right? Yeah. It's oh, a one twenty-seven. Okay. So yeah. we got a package, a message in a bottle. This was sent to Leslie, right? Yes. In Finley, Ohio. Did it arrive during our walking it, workshop? One arrived on time, and we gave it away during the walking workshop. And then Monday, after everyone had gone home, another one floated down the Blanchard River. Uh, <laughs> and what well, do we have? This is coincidentally a Minolta Maxim three hundred S. Thirty-five to seventy, three point five nice. zoom lens on it. Very cool. Now, what a ca- what camera are we giving away for that Jim Austin donated to the shoe? What is it? The, yeah, what is it? That's a Minolta uh, Maxim three hundred SI with a thirty-five to seventy millimeter, three point five zoom lens. Oh, very nice. Yeah. In order to win this, you go to filmphotographyproject.com forward slash giveaways. And you could win this 35mm SLR donated Jim Austin Jimages Jimages.com J-I-M-A-G-E-S.com It looks like it does have uh, it, Basically it has um, Five different scenes that you can select And then it's got a program mode okay. And you can switch it from auto to manual focus It is a uh, Bella 44 And here's what we got So it's a 127 Yep So I just put 35 it in awesome. it awesome It looks like Iron Man. Yeah, right. It does. <laughs> so what it's got is uh, it's got um, eight and sixteen aperture, and then it's got uh, its zone focus, so one meter to, and it's got feet, four feet to infinity, and then it's uh, it's got three, it's got bulb fifty for flash and one hundred. It's got a PC uh, cold and a cold shoot, so, and it winds backwards. We're gonna talk about two cameras while uh, Mark's looking for the PC. This is a, a Maxim 300 Si. It appears to be a. It, this is an all automatic. All automatic. There's but, no manual. As no of, aperture priority. No shutter priority. But it does have strangely. You can hit mode and go to close up. Uh, man in front of a mountain. Yes. Flower. The man of the mountain. Guy running. Yes. Or guy in the dark with a star behind him. Yes. Yeah. Nice and shot. also the headshots or portrait mode. So portrait headshot. is uh, very shallow depth of field. Yep. Throw the background out of focus. Of course, running guy, fast shutter speed. Uh, man in front of the mountain. Lots of depth of field. Close up mode. Well, I wonder if man in mountain will give you the uh, the flash and the long shutter. That is the star. Star. Star in the moon. Star in the moon. It has a star on it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a man with a star. Mm-hmm. What about man in front of the mountain on a dark night? Oh, that doesn't happen. Oh. You can't see that far in the dark. Oh. oh, you can go into manual focus. And this is a standard Minolta lens that fits on just about any... Maxim. That, that's an AF mount lens or an A mount lens. Yeah. It'll fit on a Maxim. Any Maxim, sure. Or Sony Digital. Would you call a starter camera? Definitely. Almost a point and shoot. But we'll take pretty snappy pictures. 
And you can win this at uh, filmphotographyproject.com forward slash giveaways. Comes with a uh, roll of film. And a brand new battery. That's a and a brand yeah. new battery, which is probably which worth, is, worth more than worth the camera. As much as the, the lens, at least. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, you'll test that baby out? Yeah, I'm already halfway through this roll, so 35. So, <laughs> And when we come yes. back in the fall, you will have a report? Yeah, yeah. This is great. This is... this is. Uh, I don't have a, a 127 right now that fits 35. Because okay. the, hol- the brownies, oh. you have, you'd have to cut away. Yeah. I have another instant thing that's got the big flash on top, the big yep. square thing. I think you've got one here. And you can't fit 35 in that. So I've carved up some and ruined them. Mm-hmm. This one, I, could, I couldn't believe you just popped it. You're good to go. Which one? Oh, yeah. the, cute, the Starmatic. And look at that. You just popped flash on it. Yeah, he, he, uh, he, had a, he luckily brought you one to the PC. You own a Viv uh, 252? Or is uh, that a 152? I think i got a few of them. 252, yeah. Oh, you've been collecting them? Uh Check it out. You like them? I rarely use them. I just, I, I literally, Don't I needed that. one with a PC cable to bring with me today, and I saw that on the shelf. They're a nice size. For you, I brought it. Don't you think they're a nice yeah. size? They're, they're actually big for what I normally oh, use. Oh, it's a Vivitar 252 Flash. Yeah. Uh, Dane, feel free to use it. Feel free to keep it if you love it. I will the flash run it the through camera. its works. Yeah. <laughs> the, like, do, you, do you think that uh, you will try 127 film in it? Or nah. We do have some one. Tw- I have some one twenty seven paper in the fridge oh. that I, I am planning to roll some. You know, uh, thirty five on it. But I think you have some one twenty seven. I have, I have a spool of one twenty seven. Forty six yeah. millimeters. Yeah, forty six. Oh yeah. Millimeter. So I might just do. I might just try that because because it is a classic square. Yeah, yeah. You know, look. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's cool. I'll give it a run. That it sounds it's just great. Four by four instead of six by six. That's all. So I think we covered it all. Did we forget anything? Anything before our summer break? We need to get you know get off our chest. <laughs> Let it out. We're good. I think we're good. I do want to say that um, uh, for the rest of this show, we're going to be playing all the segments, all the recorded segments from our Smooth Sailor Jam. Yes. Yes. Our jam session. Uh, and then any other random audio that we recorded uh, while Darren and Becky and Leslie are in town during this uh, uh Recording Frenzy here in the FPP studio. Uh, so we'll listen to that. We are going to be on break. You can reach us during the break. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Uh, that's, you can reach myself. And from there, if it's a question that, you know, I don't know how to answer, I either forward it to Leslie or Mark or Matt, Matt Mirage, and we'll be or back. Dane. What's that? Or Dane. Or, or Dane. Nah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know nothing. And we will we will be back on September fifteenth for our fall season. You know, our new season of shoes. That's right. What's that? Take a break, never come break. back. Should oh, shouldn't take a break. Just keep going. Should it's just keep gonna going. Be, it's going to be the old Mark hour. No, I won't even be invited. I'll just do it anyway. Oh, did you get any um, uh, coffee in the city that was in those Greek coffee cups? You know those I'm talking about? No, the, the blue and white cups? cups? No. Pleased to serve you, or what do they say in like yeah. the Greek? Maybe they don't use those anymore. Classic Manhattan. They sell the uh, porcelain versions of yeah. that. Yeah, buy, which is pretty cool. We got yeah. a hook off out the uh, Indian porcelain. restaurant owner. A what? We got a hug. He hugged us when we... Oh, he hu- He did? Yeah. How come? Because he, he wanted to thank us for coming from the UK to eat at his restaurant. I didn't <laughs> have to hurt to tell him we, we actually came over to meet friends, not to just eat at his restaurant. Yeah. Do you think he thought that you were like, oh, you come to my restaurant? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it was good food. Take it where you can get it. was it. good food. Was it somewhere on like a 6th Avenue? 6th Street? No, it was uh, on was it Allen Street over in uh, East Side. Okay. Just off East Houston. Do they stand outside and try to hook you in? No, they didn't. No, no, no. They, they, they did it on um, First Avenue, but not in this Where'd you, place. What was the place called? 
Masalawala. Masalawala. I can't imagine leaving London to find good Indian food unless you're going to India. <laughs> really? Good. Masalawala. This Maxim 300 SI, it feels good. <laughs> what are you talking about cameras for? This is... It's totally going to be one of those shows. There's been those shows in the past where, like, I thought it was over already. They're still talking. <laughs> this, no, this feels really good. Yeah? It does. You know? I miss this Oh. Easy looking. What, an EOS cannon? No, it's the APS. Oh, that. Oh, that's your APS? Yeah. It just looks like a... It takes EOS lenses. Too bad we're taking a break and we won't be able to talk about it. <laughs> I can't when, find my EOS. When are you? Where is it? When are you <laughs> dropping in those segments we recorded last time with the good cabinet, good, the bad, the ugly cabinet? Oh, uh, since we're already up to July, previous the episodes I recorded in Finlay. All right, well, good. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Maybe Bye. see you later soon. See ish. Ya. Hey, what kind of food? <laughs> There's a girl lives round our way, men pay, she dances. And sometimes they get too randy, take the chances. She keeps the grubby paws at bay, experienced, she's got her way. She's so adept at spurning the advances. There's a guy who likes to go sometimes to see her And he always likes to pay an extra tenner His hands don't wonder all that much He understands it's look don't touch But he likes to see her smile and that costs extra He's so happy
these tales before when they used to mean so much more she shows her happy head through it all a blue thread
Toxic 